How do I get this background gone? I kind of wanted you to keep it. Leave it. <laughs> I took that picture. I took that picture. <laughs> so, so, this, so, so this is my beer. Dude, <laughs> I brought a beverage. All right. I can't tight. bring a beverage. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> the, uh, Mary made me a, a like, herbal tea drink. <laughs> I, I was, I was willing to put, like, a million dollars in whatever LaCroix. I, I mean, I, I have one right here. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everyone? Michael back with another episode, Zoom episode of Beers with Bands, and this week I have the Glow Ups. What's up, guys? Yo, how's it going, dude? Good, good. How are you guys coping with a uh, quarantine and COVID? Um, I I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I thought I was doing really good at first and then uh in the, like the middle of um april i was kind of just like oh my god i'm going going mad just doing the same shit every day and all this stuff so i personally planned a road trip out from uh chicago to portland uh to see my sister and my dad lives in salt lake city and my sister-in-law lives in denver so we had stops along the way and that's where i'm at right now so i'm over on the West Coast. Tight. Nice. Baby. How about you guys? <laughs> Brian? Anything? Kev? Uh, I'll go. Uh, uh, everything's the same for me. I feel like I'm going back. I'm going to work and I'm just chilling at home anyway. So a Your lot more video games have been playing. playing yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, a weird, the weirdest part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen you guys since what, like March, like thirteenth or fourteenth or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think that was the last practice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben, how's it going for you, Brian? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been going good. Uh, I. Uh... I started streaming on Twitch to kind of hang out with people because we can't do that in real life. And uh, it ended up turning into something much more. I do it for kind of like a job now. Make money off it, which is pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing a super ton of video games. (laughs) Have you been getting better? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. A lot better. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I literally I just did it because like you throw up you throw up the stream and people can hang out in your chat. And originally it was just like friends hopping in and talking shit. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. It's fun. It's definitely That's keeping cool. my mind off of everything. Good. How how's that thing's been for you, Michael? Uh, me personally, I'm still working. So I mean, okay. I'm kind of like Kevin, where everything's just been the same. Just go to work and then come home and kind of do nothing. Um, yeah. In the middle of everything, though, I did end up moving. Like I lived in Iowa, and then I'm actually just moved to Minnesota, like right no, in the middle of shelter in places and stuff. He lives in the Charlie Siren house. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say where where in Iowa and where in Minnesota. Uh, so I lived like uh, around Iowa City. Okay. Um, in like a smaller town outside of it, and now I live, like Brian said, in the Charlie Siren House here in Minneapolis. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's sick. We passed through Iowa City. We uh, uh, got off and and drove through the the you know main main street down the into the city, and we stopped uh, at City Park to uh, walk the dog. Oh, nice. That was cool. 
but yeah, that's dope. How how are you enjoying the move? Was it stressful to do it during that time? Uh, it was surprisingly wasn't. I was really worried since everything was starting to go shelter in place that like something was going to go wrong or I was going to get stopped saying like, hey, you can't be doing this. You have to go like back somewhere. But mm-hmm. then I got here and everyone's still out and about, so I was like, okay, I'm pretty much okay. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, been I'm, interesting to I'm see shocked. like. Go on, Brian. I'm shocked at how like different every state is. Like you'd think that they'd have some like type of unity in this, but like some states are already fully open and like it's not even happening anymore. Yeah. I was gonna say it has been a wild experience driving across the country. Um, I mean, like seeing how Iowa and Nebraska and Colorado and um uh, Utah and all of them. I haven't seen much of or- uh, much of Oregon yet. Um, we just got here uh, late last night, but um, I mean, like Salt Lake, people are like at shopping malls, like hanging out. Like my dad said uh, um, that they just like upgraded the rating to. They're doing it on a color system where it's like red, orange, yellow, green, and they're up to yellow now. So basically everything is like back to normal. They have masks optional. Um, all workers should be wearing masks, but like consumers can like be walking around the streets like like basically normal now. So it's kind of crazy. And then I mean, when we left Chicago, I mean, people are jogging with masks on. People are driving with masks on. Like you are like a fucker if you're outside without like face covering. <laughs> Yeah, I legit keep mine on my fucking review mirror in my car, so I don't yeah. forget it in my house. Yep. Yeah. It's, how it's, is it at the How is it at the hospital, uh, Kevin? I mean, uh, I was telling Brian. I mean, it's still kind of the same in the ICUs. Uh, people, uh, it's still kind of kind of busy, but and we're actually going like as a department in the. Interventional radiology, we're kind of picking up too, so it's all cool. kind of normal. Interesting. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's hop into some some glow ups. Um, first of all, how did you three meet and come to be the glow ups? Good question. This could be a long story. <laughs> I'm all down for for good long stories. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, uh, we've all known each other probably since like 2004, 2005-ish, I want to say. We were all towards the beginning of high school. Kevin, you're one year older than us or two years older than us? Um, uh, I'm 32. What are you guys? Okay, we're 30. Hmm. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so, so, so I, you know, 2004, we were 14, um, and like freshmen. So you were like a junior with like all of you guys. But, um, so Kevin was in a a band called Varial Nine and, uh, I loved Varial Nine and thought they were super cool. And so did Brian. They were the best. They were the best. So we would go to see them all the time and like, kind of like be like, man, we want to be like them one day. And uh, that was the, the the end of the interaction. You know, I mean, not the end, but that was the peak of the interaction for, what, 15 years until last year. <laughs> and uh, Brian, take it away. I mean, you were the one who talked to Kevin first, what, what went down. So uh, basically, uh, me and Mike played in a band called Amy Your Enemies. It was kind of slowing down, coming to its end. And I wanted to keep playing with Mike. And uh, at that point, Mike had already started another band playing uh, guitar and singing. So I knew Mike was kind of not bored with drumming, but he wanted to do something different. And uh, musically, I was kind of in the same boat. I wanted to get away from what we'd been doing for the last 10 years. Um, So I wanted to do more of a punk project. I was getting into bands like, like I just got really into Mass Intruder and Menzingers and stuff like that. Uh, and I just wanted to do something with more of a punk vibe to it. So we started, uh, so we started talking about it and we, um, we, the first thing we needed to do was find a drummer 
and uh, Mike being the only drummer I've really played with in the past decade. Um, we had a couple options that were really good and st stood out to us. Kevin was one of them, and uh, our buddy Bert was one of them. Bert lives in Mexico, or lived in Mexico at that point, so he was kind of meh. And we also knew that he'd join about 150 bands when he got back. <laughs> so he was, he was a very skeptical option. And Kevin, Kevin, when we were, like Mike was saying, when we were kids and they were playing in Barrel 9, Kevin was hands down the best punk drummer around at that point, 100%. So I thought it would be cool to see if Kevin was interested in playing. Uh, when we were in Amy Your Enemies, we got nine back together for a reunion show and it was really cool to see him all play so it was kind of in my head okay kevin still plays he might want to do it and i don't know i just took a chance and hit him up and he was interested and i don't play yeah. as fast as i used to though that's a lie <laughs> that's a lie i still do you know, but I, I struggle a lot more we started we started conditioning you pretty good towards towards when we had to set everything down for a second yeah. you're gonna have to build all that stamina back up I, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been playing this whole time. I've just been, if anything, acoustic. Yeah, I mean, I was going to oh, say... So I, so go ahead, I, it, I was going to say, it's been really rough for me. I tell Andrea all the time. Um, Andrea's my wife. But uh, I tell Andrea all the time that, uh, uh, like, I've been playing a shit ton of guitar. I've been singing a bunch. I've been recording. But the one thing I have not done is I have not sat at a drum set mm. since like February. And I miss it so much. Just like I can just like feel hitting the snare. And like I just like want that that feeling in my heart and I can't achieve it. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it's it's super weird not playing. Yeah, so, but yeah, so with, you know, with that, we just kind of started um, setting up some practices, and I, uh, I, I don't know what got into me, but I just had, like, a, a creative moment where I just started cranking out songs, and I think it was just, like, such a... Um, fun release for me because as brian said i had started uh, another band it's called taco shock and uh it's my solo project in which i play guitar and i record everything for uh the the records and everything but um i really focused on you know guitar and singing and being a front man and i poured a lot of like heart and time into that taco shock cd and um uh it was very deep. I thought about everything and I just really wanted something where I could just write fun stuff that didn't have to have like all the meaning in the world. And the glow up songs really wound up being like a really, really great um, outlet for that. Yeah. He wrote, he wrote, I think, well, I mean, for, first of all, we as a collective wrote, 15 songs for our first album and got it recorded within the first six months of being a band. That is awesome. Yeah. Which to me is absolutely fucking incredible. Wait, how many more are there on the drive? There's like... There's like 30. There's probably like... We have like three <laughs> I more think, albums I think, to record. I think, Brian, I think Brian is up to like eight or nine and I have four. So we, for switched, for, we switched for the next album. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the current album, uh, uh, Take Your Top Is Off, you guys released it, and like I was talking to Brian earlier, you haven't been able to do anything live to kind of push it out. Uh, what's yeah. been like the biggest, like, are you still finding other ways to try and get it out there? Since you can't really go out and be like, hey, this is us playing live, go buy that CD. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. Um it's it's a mixed bag i feel like the release went overwhelmingly well um in the terms of uh streams and like that type of stuff but mostly just to our friends we were really hoping to get on some uh spotify curated playlists and whatnot but it, it didn't happen this time around um i feel like that would have been a great asset because it would have 
got the the spread wider. Um, but uh, I mean, I the other week I just made a you know the, it's like a bit, it was a big quarantine trend at the beginning. Uh, all those brackets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I had like a bracket for the CD to have people say what they thought was their favorite track on the record. Um, so like, you know, little fun stuff like that. I've been trying to take cues from other bands um, that I've been seeing uh, ways that they've been creative. That was one. Another one was we did a live stream um, album release show, which was about the best we could do right now. And it went awesome. Um, everyone you know, got really great feedback from that. We had a lot of friends in there. I've been doing a bunch of live streams, and that one was like by far the most successful with, um, uh, you know, viewers and the way that it was perceived and whatnot. So that was great. Um, but yeah, we got to think of some other fun ways to keep it going. Um, maybe do another one of those. And uh, other people have been doing contests. Um, which I think is like a really cool thing. Like they'll do like make your favorite art based off of, you know, the album, one of the lyrics or the songs or something. And we'll send you, you know, some, some merch or whatever, but it's funny because a, I don't think that many people give a shit to put time into doing art or anything like that for one of our things. And then the other thing is we don't have any merch yet. So I'm like, (laughs) we, we can promise, we can promise in the future, but we have, we have nothing to haggle with. And I think it's also unfair to do like an art contest because we have we have a handful of friends that would are actually artists that would just be like, <laughs> "All right, this is easy. I got this." Right. Specifically, yeah, so, Lou. Uh, I'm talking about Lou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. There's. I mean, oh yeah, there's. There's. Uh, we gotta. We gotta think of a couple more things to get us through the next couple weeks. Um, but I mean, you know, we're definitely going to, like I said, plan more um, live streams because, you know, as much as it's like, oh, you know, quarantine's going to end June 1st and blah, blah, blah. It's like the shitty part is music is not going to go back to normal for a very long time. It's probably going to be the last thing to go back to normal just because it's such an elective, um, you know, uh, activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, I mean as much as I want to be like, oh yeah, we'll be able to start practicing. We'll have a release show. It's probably going to be, you know, at least a few months before we really get into the realm where we can do that. So yeah, we're going to, we're, you know, we're going to have to plan some, some fun activities for the fans, for ourselves to keep, uh, keep the CD relevant. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely got to be a a tough situation. I mean, this is like, this is definitely a, uh, the worst time for a lot of musicians because with everything being so closed off it if you don't put anything out you're going to become stagnant and that's got to be that one hurdle that you can't can't uh get in front of you know yeah well like exactly. I, I can't even imagine i can't even imagine like bigger bands like four years strong just drop probably my favorite album of theirs and it's incredible and they can't fucking tour to push it like yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, they luckily they have, you know, a good, good, like online social media manager who happens to be John from Keep Flying. And yeah. uh, um, I, I, I know he's very good. And I've been taking a lot of cue from him, you know, but yeah, once I've been again, watching the Keep Flying videos, too. Yeah. And it can only it can only last for so long. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So and but I mean, I have friends. I mean, that. The guy that I'm going to be doing my uh, live stream with on Wednesday, uh, Jason, Jason, my buddy who, who plays guitar in Senses Fail and Wilhelm Scream and has his own band called The View the Life. Like, that's what he does for a living. You know what I mean? He, he literally is just a touring musician. He doesn't necessarily collect, like, royalties or anything because, like, essentially, like, a hired musician, even though, you know, he is a member of those bands. Um, it's like, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? It's like, you don't want to like, and how do you just get a job out of nowhere? Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, he's fortunate. He has like a, a really awesome, um, you know, family relationship. So him and, uh, my friend, his girlfriend, Mary are living out in Boston, uh, at his parents' house. 
Um, you know, and like, that's all fine and dandy, but there's a lot of people in his situation that don't have great family relationships or don't have, you know, disposable income. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine being like, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say, Kevin, what are you drinking? Uh, I was going to be, I was going to drink this, uh, this beer, this what is it? This Revolution beer, but it's been in my fridge for about a year. <laughs> so I decided no not to. I looked on, I looked on uh, online. It said it should still be good, but I'm not going to risk it. So <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I'm, I'm sure. It's gonna drink this oh black my god! Oh, you're taking me back right now, dude. You're taking me back. <laughs> um, Johnny Walker Black, what and then beautiful. Brian for for people that uh, obviously can't see. What uh, hard stuff are you drinking over there? Uh, I've got the uh, I've got the red right now. The red Kool Aid burst going, <laughs> classic. And I've got the blue on deck, baby. Oh shit! There you go. Mix mixing mixing drinks. Yeah, dude. First of all, if you're gonna mix drinks, juices like that. I get. I love my juices. Okay, <laughs> the two best that you could ever do. You get the fucking high C orange and you get the high C fruit punch and you put the boxes next to each other, both straws right in the mouth and you just slam both of them. That's the <laughs> way to do it. That's Creativity. Do it. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I respect that. You're mad, man. You got to get to it, you know? Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so for me, that's not from Chicago and obviously things are not where they're normally at uh, music-wise, but how is the normal music scene in Chicago for you guys? Um, It's interesting. <coughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it's a multifaceted question because it depends on which scene we're talking about. I think overall the music scene in Chicago is amazing and fantastic, and we're very fortunate to have the clubs and the players and everything around but with that being said every niche scene is different and the pop punk scene is alive and well um it's very very huge obviously you got bands coming out like belmont and sleep on it and real friends and knuckle puck and you know so on and so forth but with that being said the pop punk scene is a lot like the socioeconomic structure of uh, the the nation, where uh, there's a huge divide between the upper class and the lower class. Um, so it's like you are either Belmont or Sleep on It or Knuckle Puck or Real Friends, or you're Aim at Your Enemies, and you literally like try and try and try to like raise up to the next tier, but everybody just keeps fucking pushing you down. So it's like, you know, we're all friends. I don't think there's any hate for us to them or them to us. But there happens to be a very large divide, which is quite frustrating if you're on, you know, the lower half of it. Um, but uh, on a lighter note, um, you know, since doing more of like, you know, and I mean, we're, I'd still, especially after seeing how the record turned out, I would still consider consider um the glow ups like right on that line of pop punk and punk rock like we're not the most punk but we're also not the least punk um we, I we could fit that, on um, fit on either show <laughs> yes and i think that um we've kind of like entered into a new like side of like the 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 scene and from my experience so far we're getting um, treated a lot better <laughs> from the punk scene. I mean, bands are like, yeah, dude, like, let's, you know, get stuff together. I, you know, bands like the Ridgelands, um, we have our buddies in uh, uh, Pink Cobras and Firecat. Um, and uh, we have, who else? There were some other bands that had said they wanted to do some stuff. Lightweight. Lightweights, there's a, a, a little kid band. I mean, I shouldn't say little kid band. They're, you know, a decent amount younger than us. They're called Who Knows. They're uh, punk. Matt's Landing. 
yeah, bad plan. You know, like like there's there's bands that uh, you know are a little bit more in the punk scene than like the poppy poppy pop punk scene. Because um, <laughs> side note, I feel that the pop punk scene is at a real weird spot right now, where they're about to do that thing that happened in like 2006 or 2007 when it either goes like literal like bubblegum pop and you have bands like a rocket to the moon and like stuff like that. Or you have bands that were more like the wonder years or set your goals, you know, that type of stuff. I feel like we're at a fork in the road in pop punk with that. So I, I'm happy to say that we're going to be in my opinion on that other side of it. And, you know, like you hear bands like sleep on it and they're basically just pop now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, um, the scene in Chicago is alive. It's doing good. Um, I think I'm excited to see how we come out the other side of this thing with it, you know? Yeah. Cause I was going to say, we really haven't even, we really haven't even touched the scene yet. Like we've done, we've done three shows but the three shows we did, two of them were in our friend's basement uh, with Pink yep. Cobra, like Mike mentioned. And then we did a show at a bar that used to be open called Brixie's that we did. We play there every year. So it was like, it's kind of just like introducing it to the friends and we never even got a chance to get out to the real world yet. Yeah, true. Kevin, how, what's your view on the scene since you're more a little bit more far removed? I know. I I have no idea. I, there is no local scene in my eyes, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just go out to see, like, you know, the old school, like, punk bands, and then that's about it. Whatever, whoever opens for them, that's that's what I know. <laughs> but, I mean, you, like, your your friends and stuff aren't even, like, really still still into it, right? Other than Lou? Yeah. 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 Us and Lou. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I know nothing. That is so funny. Yeah, no, and that's why I asked, just because, I mean, we, you know, we got our nose, Brian and I have our noses pretty deep in it, but, you know, that's that's a take from someone who is not that far removed, you know, from the Chicago, you know, punk scene, but right there, you know, if it's it's like, once again, it just goes to show that the, spe- the spectrum is so wide. You can either be very involved and you're like, oh, yeah, there's a scene or you could be slightly removed and be like, "Yeah, I have no idea any, you know, local local bands at this point." Yeah, it's always interesting to hear how the different scenes are in like all the different cities, especially since you know, I'm not one to go to those scenes, so to get the mm-hmm. inside perspective is always kind of nice. Um, kind of hopping back to the record, um, where did you guys go to record and? and stuff like that. Go for it, we went, we went to record with a friend of mine. I've known him since high school. He played in a, he played in like a metalcore type band when we were young. And uh, he kind of just uh, started recording. He does a lot of heavier bands. Um, I don't know if you know who Oceano is or Warhound, but he does recording from uh, mostly those type of bands. And uh, I played in a band called Etu Brute probably five or six years ago ish. And uh, we we went and it was my first time working with uh, Nick. Nick Nativo is the producer's name. And he was just such a blast to work with. He's such a fun guy. He fully dives into the project and like he's more worried about what you want than most of the producers that I've worked with. So like the sound, the sound you're going for is the sound. He will, he will give you that sound to the best of his ability. And I think that's great. Um, so we, we went, uh, when we started talking about recording, he was probably the first name I threw out there. Cause I thought similarities in Etu Brute and glow up sound, it would just come out great. And, uh, yeah, so I threw out uh, his studio is called the Nook. It's in New Lenox, Illinois. And uh, yeah, I threw him out there. We talked for a little bit about it, and we decided he was the best uh, best option to go with. And I mean, we went there, and I don't think 
I don't think if we didn't have Nick as a producer, we could have cranked out 15 songs in four days. Yeah, I mean, he put, he put all his heart into making that shit go as smooth and as fast as possible. Yeah, I mean, he basically sleepless nights while we were there. Yeah, he's insane. We did we did 10-hour days every night, uh, more if we needed to. Yeah, it was it was it was super fun though. Like the, even working long hour days, you think being around him, having him tell you you fucked up all day, you get <laughs> sick of him. But he's dude, he's a blast to work with, man. He's he's the best. We'll, I'm sure we'll probably do the next record with him too. Absolutely. I mean, Kevin, how was your experience first time uh, recording in uh, twelve years? Oh, I was super super nervous. I actually practiced for all of it. <laughs> I actually practiced for it. I know. I was so nervous. But yeah, he made it really, really, really easy. He made the the, the comeback really nice and simple for me. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. going to say, it couldn't, it couldn't have been too hard considering you blasted out 15 songs in about seven hours. Probably yeah, because I was nervous. I, I, I literally was sweating. Yeah. Like... I mean, you you fucking killed it. I think it was. I think it was also uh, the the Portillos, the oh, lunch halfway. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm gonna actually put all the credit on the Portillos. That's it. That's what happened. <laughs> the first half of the day was the excitement leading up to yeah. Portillos. The second half of the day was the come down. <laughs> yep. Well, I feel like he did a great job. Like the, in my opinion, the album turned out great. Um, I I was even listening to it again one more run through this morning, just getting right in the in the right mindset to talk to you guys. And I was I was thinking about this since you know Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is being remastered. I was like, fuck, yep. some of this shit could be on there. Like I think we should take off. Uh, what is it? A fucking headstrong band. Take them off and then put one of you guys' songs on there instead. Like, right, try right. Get rid of them. So, yeah, dude. That I, dude. I, I, I actually think that's. Yeah, I think that's a huge compliment because I actually tried to. Uh, as soon as I saw there was a remaster coming out, I started looking up uh, soundtrack details and if you could submit songs for it. But it turns out that they're going with the OG soundtrack, so we will not uh, will not be making an appearance on the Tony Hawk remaster. However, <laughs> if they make a new game, we're all over that shit. Let's let's yeah, say they yeah. weren't going with the original soundtrack. Which song would you guys submit to be on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Shit, it's got to be something fast. Got to be something aggressive. Um, what do, what would you what would you think if anyone can think? I'm thinking right now. What would you guys say? Ah, uh, dude, this is rough. I'm gonna go with. Okay, you. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put three out there, and you guys narrow it down. I would either say Apocalypse because I feel like that's a real good skate song. Yeah. Um, uh, the dream is dead. Or probably, should we say two party or blister brain? I feel like those are those are all high energy. I I feel like a short one would be good. You don't want to miss out on too much of the song because you what a run is only like a minute or a minute thirty or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you don't want to you don't want to put one of the three thirty songs on there. And, and I like I like how I like how you're adding in runtime right now. Though. That's, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you got to think, dude. That was one of those things I remember. That's, there's songs that's that I plus. literally like that uh, that Primus the the Primus song. Like I I only know up to when you would start hearing the beep beep. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's all I know of that song. <laughs> Uh, dude, see, I don't know, man. I like, uh, dude, I'm just looking at the songs right now. And <laughs> I mean, I think there'd be quite a handful of them that would do well. Yeah. But if I had to narrow it down, uh, I think Blister Brain would be good. That'd be a good one. 
I think uh, I think Hope Floats would be good. Oh yeah, dude! Even R.I.P. would be the uh, would be a good one. Yeah, I'm saying you could you could just Tony Hawk if you're listening. You could just throw the whole album on there if you want. <laughs> yeah, be really short too. Yeah, <laughs> you could just you could just put our album as the default free skate soundtrack. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. For when you build your own, you build your own park, and then you just kind of like run around practicing tricks. You could just put. I think Dead Friends would be good too. See, I, it would, yeah, it would be I hard mean, not, for me to pick. Not, not to put you on the spot, Michael, but what do you think after uh, listening? Yeah. I was leaning towards probably like RIP. Uh, nice. Dead Friends would probably be a good one too, and like Blister Brain as well. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So- I think yeah, we got we got a few votes for Blister Brain. We got a few votes for R.I.P. Does no one think that way she <laughs> what goes? What do you think? I think way she goes would be great. I feel yeah, like. way she goes would be good like, too. Be I can see myself seeing yeah, the code good. for like ultimate or for unlimited like balance and just like grinding for like <laughs> the whole yeah. time during way she goes. That's Dude, <laughs> wait, did we just think of a fucking music video for way she goes? Oh, yeah. Another music video. Yes. I was going to say, dude, we did, pretend we didn't say that for Way She Goes. We should actually do that for one of the other songs. Like, I, I don't know if any of you guys have access to Tony Hawk, but you just do a, a run and we will we will put the music for the run, like screen record the run, and then we'll put that out as a music video. Ooh. Oh, I'm sure I still All have right. a PlayStation at my parents' house. I can... Dude, I'm so into that. <laughs> that would be sick. That would be you gotta sick. Find the I, have, I have Tony Hawk for N64. Fuck yeah, dude. Go play it. Play it and do a run. That would be sick. That would be sick. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I, you guys have to do it now. So. <laughs> <laughs> the millions of listeners are going to be like, where is it at? So. <laughs> I love that we, idea. We got to do it. We gotta do it. I, I think that is a really good idea, though. All right. So we talked about the album. We talked about how you guys met. I feel like as we kind of wind down here, we should dive into some good past tour stories or stories on the road, whatever you guys got. Uh, let's have Kevin. What do you got? Let's start with you. Oh, uh, mine's mine's gonna be really long. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I got nothing. So next, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin is a uh, he is a domesticated musician. He, yeah. He's a he's a house cat. <laughs> <laughs> nothing crazy ever happened at a show. Nothing. God, I can't even remember. I was so young. Like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean, there was the time when you guys played the Crod Comeback Show and you guys all got fucked up before, I... before you played. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, that that was the worst. That really, that was... really was. Yeah, the but worst. he doesn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't remember it. <laughs> but I Brian, think it was fun. you muted yourself. Oh, is are you smoking or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Muting the cough. Yeah, muting the cough. <laughs> there you go. Just trying, to be Just trying to be polite in these senses. I don't want to cough in your ear, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think for you, Kev, if there's anything. <laughs> I appreciate it. If there's anything fun. I mean, there was that show. I mean, all of the all of the Divine Providence shows, those were a good time. But nothing wild, nothing crazy. Yeah. Was there ever Fuck that. I was I was super stoked when you guys next show. You guys were all up on stage playing. You guys were all smiling, having a good time. That was my favorite Viral Night show. <laughs> For sure. Wait, which it was one? fucking oh, dope. The comeback. The 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 one with Amy Your Enemies. Oh that one. The oh yeah. That was a good time. Yeah. That was that was the best, dude. They hadn't played in so long. It was just fun to see, dude. Kevin, what was the venue in Westchester that had a stage? Um, it was DI. Um, probably, 
Yeah, it's either DI, DP, or yeah, not double penetration. <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? Divine Providence, the DP, that was the one where it was like you went in and it was kind of just like a big open area. It, there wasn't a stage. It was, well, there was a stage, but we didn't play on it. We played on the ground. Right. Right. And, and the then gym. there was one that you guys did where it was, you would go into a basement through like a side door yeah. in a parking lot. <laughs> and you would go up to, and there, that one actually had like a stage that you, you guys played on. Was that DI? I want to say it is. Uh, I don't. I just don't know what else it'd be. But also, there was another one that you guys did. This was a real early one. Um, VFW in oh, Burl, over by Lucky Dog. Those, yes. My mom would drop me off, and she'd be like, "Are you sure that you're going to have friends in there? Do you want me to come in?" <laughs> And I'd be like, no, mom, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those were, we were so young then. Yeah. Dude, those were old. Those were old ones. Yeah. But, uh, what about you, Brian? Oh, God. Dude, I don't know. I've got a lot of good tour memories, man. What, what about what about the Ike van on your last tour run? The Ike van. Oh, yeah. My... <laughs> The last time I went out of state, we uh, I played bass for a deathcore band called I Killed Everyone, and we rented like a it was like a Mercedes tra- tracker van or something. Like I don't even fucking know, dude. Like one of those fancy ass ones and everything. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. had lights on the inside. We could have brought the PlayStation and shit. It was a whole it was a whole thing, but that was that. Was, it was an experience. We fucked up, though. I didn't fuck up. I, I brought one person who was working merch. But, uh, yeah, I think we fucked up and brought a few too many people because the van wasn't as comfortable as it should have been. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, though. But, I, I mean, most of my most crazies are kind of fuzzy because I drank a lot back then. Uh, I do remember a lot of shit from the Charlie Siren tour, though, with Etu Brute. Oh, uh, yeah. We, yeah, we we did a lot of crazy stuff. Um, I tried to throw up, or I tried to make, I tried to make Dustin throw up because he was gagging because I threw up. So I chased him, like, shoving my fingers down my throat, like, <laughs> pretending to gag. Isn't there a video of that one, I think, when you guys are in, like, 100, the woods? 100, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. We were okay. in, we were, we were, we were in Boston. Yeah, there's a video of that. Yeah. Um, what about the 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 getting in between uh, being the referee of the uh, Burt Casey fight? That's a good story. No, that wasn't a Burt Casey fight. The one where I hit Burt. That's not. A Bert was, Casey was fight. you? Was it? Was yeah, Casey it was me. Referee? Everybody was fighting me. <laughs> it was right, you and Burt. This is what happened. I finally get to clear the air, okay? Yeah. This is what happened. <laughs> Granted, I was hammered, so I'm probably not saying it like it was. We left no, the show, not. and I was fucking starving, dude. All we had to do was hit a fucking drive through on the way to the hotel. That's all I wanted. Nobody wanted to stop. So I knew if we got back to the hotel, I was too fucked up to drive. I wasn't getting food. It wasn't going to happen, Right. So I fucking bitched the whole way. We get to the hotel, and I'm like, fine. I think I saw McDonald's a few blocks away. I'm going to walk. Everybody's trying to fight me on this. Everybody's trying to fight me on this. And fucking, so we're walking. They finally convinced me to walk into the hotel. Like, go put your shit inside. We're good. Just, we'll figure it out. So I go inside. We're walking inside. We don't get in the building. We're at the door. And Casey says something to me. I don't remember what it was. But I like, I thought I fucking gave him a little love tap slap on the face. And apparently I cocked back and I fucking slapped the shit out of you. <laughs> don't doubt so it. Bert, Bert immediately tackles me. And as I'm going to brace myself on the ground, my elbow is the first thing to hit the floor. And it immediately pops right back up in a fucking bird's mouth. Funniest shit ever. Dude, it was it was a wreck. It was a wreck. It was, like the next day, the next day, everybody's like, 
everybody was like, nobody was even mad. Everybody's like, did that really just fucking happen? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's a great story. I, lo- I love hearing that story. Obviously, I had it mess- messed up, but I-, I just remember hearing about it. And I was like, that sounds fucking fantastic. It was just, it was a domino effect of a shit show. <laughs> it just unfolded before our eyes. Uh, I, dude, I don't know. I had a lot of good times with trophies too. We had, we had some good times. Muncie was a really fun time. What I was, was going to say draw? the, the, the biggest thing that I, and that's probably my like main tour thing, but, uh, uh, my biggest thing from that was uh, I just remember the whole tour. It was a very like trendy thing, but we just kept saying "Hold my dick," and it was Hold from, my dick. It was from, Hold my it dick. Was from uh, a YouTube video that was like popular at that time. I don't remember the context at all, but it was a thing. We all would just walk around each other, just saying "Hold my dick," and I don't know. That was like there are so many clips of that. <laughs> on videotape and on YouTube um, of us doing that. That's a a funny thing. I, You know, just dumb, nonsensical thing that we did. Oh, another thing for me, and, uh, you know, this is is Aim aim at Your Enemies tour, so it's kind of me and Brian combined. But um, uh, when uh, Patrick fucking puked up uh, the blue blue alcohol over all over Irkin's basement carpet. Oh, my God, dude. And then he stole the Goosebumps blanket. He stole the Goosebumps blanket and we fucking <laughs> caught him and Griffin was pissed as shit. And I don't blame him. But I mean, yeah, like, what the can't, fuck? Can't He's like, oh, did, did I? Did I, dude? <laughs> and then remember, uh, we, we got told that we needed to go to Sheets and we finally went to Sheets. Two thumbs down, dude. Two Ryan, thumbs dude. down. Two I don't know, down. Michael. I don't. Have you ever traveled over over in that region, like uh, uh, Pittsburgh area and stuff, and, and heard of Sheets or been to Sheets? Yep, I've been to a Sheets, and I th- believe I've been to a Wawa, which is like their other uh, version competitor or whatever. I, yep. know, I thought yeah, Sheets yeah, was I'm... okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. I didn't. I didn't care, but Brian just had a hard stance. <laughs> a hard stance on Sheets. I mean. Okay, this is what I think about Sheets. Sheets is gas station food. Yeah, it's yeah. like fancy when gas else, station food. Yeah. When else does anyone ever hype gas station food? It's just Correct. a gas station food. Uh, Casey's Casey's breakfast pizza from Iowa. That's yo yo. <laughs> Kate, they got Casey's down yeah. south in Illinois by my campground, so I fuck with yeah. Casey's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Casey Casey's is there's, all right. There's like... good. There's good places, and gas stations. Certain gas stations have certain good things. But everybody talks about sheets like it's this heavenly place that you can get whatever you want, and it's super fire, and it's not. <laughs> I can't yeah, do it. No, I, I like I like Casey's donuts. Ooh yeah. Mm. But oh um, yeah, Mike's a donut connoisseur. Yeah, and I Mike haven't I haven't, haven't I haven't toured in a band since I've been the donut connoisseur. So I would. <laughs> Love to be able to take that that talent on the road. Actually, that's what Mary and Andrea <laughs> just left to go do. They went to go get Dough Donuts, which is uh, one of the best uh, donut shops in uh, Portland, and they're all vegan, and mm. they actually taste fantastic. Um, I'm nice. not vegan, but you know, cool. But um, what mm-hmm. else? Mm-hmm. Stories. A donut's a donut. <laughs> if there's if there's anything else. Uh, well, oh, this is a funny one. So let's let's put this one on the fucking record. Um, uh, so at the end of that tour with trophies, we were in Kent, Ohio, and we had just played a show with um, trophies and um, uh, our buddy from our buddies. There was a couple of them from the band Ten Count Ball were there. We were hanging and. Our show in Tennessee, I don't know if it was in Nashville, but next day we had a show in Tennessee Knoxville. and it had got canceled. Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, there was there was a big debate between band and crew members on if we should go to uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. For uh, anyone who does not know the significance of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, it's where the Mothman, uh, the paranormal... Uh, 
entity was spotted. Uh, I don't even remember when. I had done a bunch of research around that time and watched all the movies and all that stuff on it. But um, now I don't even remember what era that was. I think it was like maybe like 80s or something like that. But so he was seeing this 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 big flying creature with red eyes. And um, there's a statue and, you know, like there's probably a mu- museum to it and whatnot. Um, so we were like, fuck it. We're only like, you know, six, seven hours away. Um, let's just drive there. Like me and like one of the other guys in the band. And um, uh, that got around word got around to brian um and you know he wasn't the only one but but he was definitely the leader and uh he was very very upset that we were going to be taking a a a detour and not going home so he he started getting more upset and i correct me if i'm wrong brian but you were probably drinking at this point as well um oh 100 rj was there yeah i was fucking drinking (laughs) So, so he was, he was drinking a good amount and, um, there was one point and I, I never thought he would act on it, but there was one point where he even went so far as to say, if we get in the car and go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, I'm going to punch Mike in the face. So I was like, fine. No, I thought I said Griff. I don't know. Maybe, maybe his name is Mike also. Oh yeah. It is. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, so I was like, fine, fuck it. We'll get back in the car and we'll go back to Chicago. So I was like a pouty little baby for the rest of the night. And we had to like say goodbye to trophies and all this stuff. And I was like, bye guys. And then we got in the car and I literally drove home from Kent, Ohio. I didn't drive. I was a passenger, but we drove home from Kent, Ohio to Chicago straight through the night. And I kept the blanket over my head the whole time because I was pissed off and I didn't want to interact with anyone. And then by the time we got home, Brian felt really bad and he, he apologized a bunch. And that is, that is still a really funny thing because I'm like, I'm like, when are we ever going to get the opportunity to go to point pleasant with that group of people? Never, ever. But in the end, it's fine. Who cares? It's water under the bridge. Here we are today. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. First of all, (laughs) let me get my side of the story. (laughs) Had I not been excessively drinking and way overtired from the last (laughs) two weeks of touring, and and I was already drunk at that point, we probably would have won. Yeah. It It was just poor timing. But... Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. But, but literally, Mike, whenever you want to go, dude, we can go. Let's fucking go. Road trip. I'm down. We I'm coming go. back. We're, I'm coming back and we're going east. All right. I just got to make sure I can bring my Xbox so I can stream. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. That's, those those are pretty much the good ones. I mean, there's other little stuff. Um I mean, if you really want to see the highlights of tour stories, go on to the Aim at Your Enemies YouTube and then watch the four tour update videos that I put up in like 2016 or 15 or something. And they're, they're pretty funny. So I would recommend going to do that. Yep. Yeah, Brian, your hair. Do I, do I look like I'm in high school again? <laughs> Oh my God, you do! I feel like you're about to—you're gonna have a black streak, and you're about to play an O'Doyle Rule song. This is this is what happens when you can't get a haircut. That is hilarious. It's not a phase, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Yeah, but go on. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, so those are some pretty good stories. Um, as we wind down here. Um, the last question I'm going to ask you, each one of you is, since the start of the glow-ups, what has been your favorite moment? Oh, Mike left. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> I had low battery. For some reason, the notification took me out. But go on. Um... 
I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'd probably have to say it's tied. It's tied between the Brixie show and uh, recording. Because I feel like recording recording was just an all-around good experience. And, like, a lot of bands fall apart in the studio. And we worked probably better than any band I've ever been in and quicker than any band I've ever been in. And nobody got angry with anybody, and it was just smooth the entire process. And then the Brixie show was, like, the first show that we did. There was, like... A decent. I mean, there's there's a decent chunk of people there, and everybody oh, yeah. was into it. It would have been would have been cooler if people knew the words because we hadn't released anything yet. But uh, yeah, I think that yeah, those are probably my two favorites so far. The best times are yet to come, though, my friends. <laughs> True. No, I'll definitely say recording was my was my favorite, just because I've never. I don't think I've done anything like that before, like recorded in a, like a cool studio. And like not in crowds, like I don't know, uh, room or in Brian's yeah. basement. Don't talk yeah. about sound works like that. <laughs> <laughs> or BP <Yeah>. Studios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was super fun. I I've never done anything like that before. Oh yeah, you killed it. And that was the first time in a long time that I had combos and I ate the whole bag. Yeah, the pizza. <laughs> so good. There's there's a picture of him enjoying them. Yeah, we have, we'll, we'll post uh, it again. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I am going to say my favorite is, and like it's kind of a weird favorite, but I really enjoyed all the practices that we had before we started playing shows. Um. Just, I thought it like really did a, it it created like a really cool like bond and um, dynamic between us as band members. Whereas like every other band that I've been in, we've kind of just fucking, it's been a mad dash for getting out to the public. Um, And with this band, it's been a lot more focused on being, you know, comfortable and happy and good. Um, before we make any moves so yes i mean it has some downsides we haven't you know played as many shows as we probably would have liked so far um you know uh like the the we could have probably put out an ep instead of a full length you know stuff like that but overall i think those practices were probably like the most fun just getting getting sweaty and you know playing songs and learning songs i've never had to learn so many songs all together um you know so that was pretty cool and if i had to come up with like a an alternative or a different one i really like um the pink cobra's basement shows um i mean both of them were fantastic but um the first one i thought was a really special moment um because it had been decades like literally probably over 10 years since i played a show not at a a venue um that was like a a basement show um you know around 10 years but uh it's just that was super cool to just be like holy shit dude like we're 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 doing it again you know like like having like a little fun underground friend scene um that i thought was really really perfect and really really cool i just felt very like invigorated and alive from that to not be like oh you know load-ins blah 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 we got to get there the promoter's gonna be pissed off and sound guy asked us if we you know need to do this it's like we literally just showed up and hung out with like you know 40 friends and you know asked like hey what time should we start and they were like whenever you want you know like it was just like (laughs) back and very very like punk rock aesthetic and uh that that felt cool it felt like it was a step in the right direction that's awesome um so as we wind down people can find the new record on pretty much every streaming service currently correct correct yep all all of them for the most part all right, definitely. If for anyone listening right now, if you haven't checked it out, please go check it out. This is probably 
one of my favorite releases so far this year, and I'm stoked to see what you guys have next, for sure. Um, we'll just keep keep it up for sure. Like, like I said, loved it. Uh, I've been jamming it, so I always try and jam stuff leading up to an interview. But this is one that I just like. Not even when I'm trying to like prep, I'm still like trying to just listen to it because it's so fucking good. So oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we definitely have a backlog, so we're definitely gonna come out with more. Oh yeah, yeah we got plenty of new stuff to come out. Yeah, dude. Well, thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks for being a part of this. Yeah, um, like I like I always say on an end of an episode, um, if you or someone you know should be on an episode, feel free to reach out. I got just hit me up through Facebook. I have the emails at whatever whatever works for anyone out there. Um, before we take off, I know Brian, you do Twitch. If you want to promote that, if anyone's got anything else to to kind of put out there, feel free. This is your this is your time to shine. Yeah, give give your uh, official Twitch info, Ryan. So, uh, which which is kind of I'm kind of glad you brought that up because as soon as uh, we're able to hang out and do things uh, in a more regular way. Um, the glow ups are going to be definitely doing some live performances on Twitch and we're going to do some really cool stuff with that. But, uh, twitch.tv backslash Saint underscore Harambe 21. Come check it out. We play video games. Uh, what's up, Brian, can you do more uh, like call of duty multiplayer? No, I hate call of duty. What? I thought you do, I thought you do Warzone. No, I don't play Warzone. What do you play? It's I know the Apex. Apex. Yep. Apex, Fortnite, NHL, NBA. I do Warzone occasionally because a lot of people I play with don't have Xbox and it's cross-plat. So if I'm doing, like, viewer games and stuff with people in the chat, I'll, I'll throw Warzone out there. But I don't play it that often. I'm terrible at it. I feel like with Call of, I feel like with Call of Duty games, unless you're one of those guys who's been playing every game since the beginning of time, you're fucked. No, that's me. That's me. Yeah, I'd be I'd be fucked against you, dude. I'd be no, no, no. no I'm the fucked one. I'm the fucked one. I'm the one to yeah. be fucked. Yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah, I don't I don't play video games. I watch video games. <laughs> They're like movies to me. There's like um, movies to me. But uh, what was I going to say? Kevin, do you have anything you want to promote? No. I, okay. I, promote I, I, Brian. I didn't think so, but I wanted to add. <laughs> I promote Brian. <laughs> um, Thank you, Kevin. Um, as as uh, me, I am doing uh, live streams with a different musical guest from all different you know groups, all different walks of life and whatnot uh, on my personal page, at Mike LaCarrie. L-I-C-A-R-I. Uh, everyone knows how to spell Mike for the most part. But um, so, uh, yeah, I, I've been doing it. I did it on the 5th, the 10th, 15th, 20th, and so on and so forth. I'm going to try to keep it going for as long as we can't play shows and as long as I can get friends to uh, do it with me. So, uh, yeah, all you got to do, I do it um, 7, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, every time, unless a guest can't. And uh I just go on for like an hour, hour and a half and uh, go back and forth between me and the guests playing songs um, from any projects, covers, originals, whatever. So that's usually a fun time. People comment in and, you know, have a good conversation with us. So, yeah, that is um, uh, uh, Mike LaCary, M-I-K-E-L-I-C-A-R-I. And, uh, yeah, besides that, I mean, keep an eye out. I think Brian and I are going to do some acoustic uh, uh, videos of us just playing some stuff on the glow ups, uh, Instagram and YouTube and whatnot. And I'm probably going to do the same with my other band, uh, Taco Shock. So, um, yeah, just, uh, keep an eye out for some more, some more content through quarantine times. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Thanks so much again, man, for having us. We really appreciate yeah, thank it. You. Yeah. Thank you thank so you. much for being a part of this. Uh, hopefully once everything kind of dies down, um, you guys can hit the road and come out, come on up to oh, the yeah. Charlie's Iron House, play, play a show up here, and it'd be sick to, to see to one to meet uh, Kevin and Mike, meet you both in person, yeah. and to see you guys live, uh, rip a set. So hopefully, that, hopefully that happens sooner than later. Happen 
What do you say, yeah. Ryan? Definitely going to happen eventually. Oh, yeah, for sure. It has to. Uh, so thank you again uh, for letting me virtually in, invade your, your lives today and being a part of this. Um, Absolutely. Thanks thank again for having us be a part of it. This is really yeah, awesome. Thanks, man. Doing this for artists. Thank you. Uh, and on that note, I'll catch you guys later. See ya. Absolutely. See thanks, you man. Have a good one. Later. Brian, Peace. see you, Kevin. Later. See you, guys. Good seeing you, dudes. Seven hours.